that's one of those ones. That's one of those podcasts that get carried away. Start getting all intense. Start getting too personal. And my problems aren't your problem. I know, I know. But it's pretty fun. It moves pretty quick up until the last third segment, which is the most important. So if you want to get just to the good stuff, fast forward. The air is on. We're picking up the studio. It's still dropping. We sold these puts that we had. We bought them for 136, I believe. We sold them for 191. It's a pretty good price. We got out too soon, probably. There's still 45 minutes left. It is 3.12 p.m. market time, and the drop's still probably going to happen, but we wanted to make sure to secure those profits. We made eh, about $54, which I can't complain. Can't complain about that. $54 each contract, it would have been. It's loud in here. We're picking up the pieces, but we sold them for $191. That's what I'm talking about. It's the Bling Vera podcast. Let's turn the fans off. Let's turn the fans off. <laughs> Come on. Come on, at least let's turn that, that loud-ass one off and leave the other ones on. It's too freaking hot up here. It's dropping. We got out too soon. We sold at 191 They're going for 205 We left some money on the table. They're going for 209 We left quite a few dollars on the table. 210 We left about $20 on the table. That would have come in hand. 215 216 That would have come in 217 Would have come in handy to have an extra $30 on top of that 54 we already made per contract. See, here at Argonaut, 214. So this is not good. The market's in not good shape here, but it's so dug in, it's dredging the bottom here, this oversold, um, the, from what I can tell from, from my indicators, it's completely oversold and it has been for a few minutes. And you can't pretend like it's going to keep dropping when it's oversold. It can dig pretty deep, and it can continue to, to go down for sure. But when it's been a few minutes, it's been a significant amount of time, 25 minutes, then it's not going to keep digging, and there's going to be a reactive bounce. You want to take advantage of that. You want to capitalize on that. So we're stepping out to the sidelines I think we're going to get a pretty good bounce here in the next 45 minutes before market close. It is 3.16 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 37.67, down 52 points, down 1.4 tenths percent. eBay, eBay is at 41.54, down 1 and 13 cents, down 2 and 3 quarters percent pretty much. eBay, the unsafe marketplace. But every, every investor really, every experienced investor does know eBay's a shit company. It's like eBay's not gonna make any. If you invest in eBay, you're going to lose money, lots of it. If you buy or sell anything on eBay, you're gonna lose money, lots of it. That company is shit. eBay is a garbage company, and it's going to zero. Now, my initial reaction when I got out of my puts earlier, uh, my 374 puts, and I sold them for 191. My initial reaction was, okay, let's buy calls. It's gonna bounce. And that could be really um, quite a hindrance if you are that quick to switch sides, jump, switch from this train, jump on the other train. Both trains are going the opposite direction. It's hard to do. Um, I'm better at buying puts. I'm better at holding puts. So I'm just going to wait for this bounce to happen. It's oversold at this point. It's 3.19 p.m. market time. The air is on. It's hard to hear me. But this is an emergency here. It's an emergency broadcast. An emergency broadcast is down to 3.19 p.m. market time. To down 52 points. eBay is down still 2 and 6 tenths percent. So is it any, is it any surprise, though, with eBay? 1 and 12 cents, 1.12 cents. eBay is not safe. You can't buy or sell anything on eBay unless you're going to lose money. It's been infiltrated. It's been taken over. It's, something's happened to eBay. It's not safe. I, I wonder if it's been taken over by, like, a foreign entity, a foreign government, for real. Like, it, they've routed all their traffic to different, to a specific department, maybe, and that's how they're ripping everybody off and just, like, separate from eBay? I don't know. And eBay doesn't want to admit it, but eBay's falling apart big time. eBay is, like, the dark web. It's not a safe marketplace at all. If I had a choice between buying something on the dark web and eBay, 
like I'd have to buy Bitcoin and I have to do this and do this and go through this and do that. Like I would rather do that and buy on the dark web, the dark net, than use eBay. Because at least with the dark net, it's like, yeah, well, that money might be gone. You don't have any expectations. You don't have your hopes up. The expectations to actually receive money for items that you sold. Oh, in 60 days? Oh, because of the user agreement? Like, that's eBay's, that's eBay's argument. It's bullshit. No, I've seen this type of behavior before on Thursdays. And uh, I know that there's also some other issues going on with July 1st and GoDaddy and bookkeeping and other stuff. I think they're cooking the books here for a lot of places. So we're going to wait for this to, we're going to wait for this to get overbought here. And we're going to get back in and buy some puts, hold on to those tomorrow. We're just going to buy some kind of far out of the money puts, maybe $10, $9. We'll see what price they end up getting to. Um, and then just hold those overnight. We already made the transfer back, the money that we made today, made a transfer to our other trading account where we can have a little bit more freedom with cash accounts versus um, other brokerages. So that's what I'm happy about. It does look like there's a bounce here. The puts that I was holding earlier, those 374 puts that I sold for 191, they're going for 178 right now, 180, 179. So I think we got out at the right time. We did leave some money on the table, but that's how it goes. You can't time the tops. You can't time the bottoms. It's a Blingvier podcast. All right, they are still on. It is 3.32 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 37.94, down 25 points, down 6 cents of a percent. The 3.74 puts we bought earlier today and sold for 191 are going for 108. So they're down about $90, $80. And it happened that fast. And we're just waiting for it to get overbought here which is usually the case. It's a quick reaction, reflexive reaction, and it should sink again. So we're getting very close to getting into overbought territory within just one, two, three, four, five, within 20 minutes. Um, I still think it's important to wait another 10 minutes from here. It is 3.33 p.m. market time. We have not gotten back in. We've taken our profits, $54, and we're still waiting. All right, it is 3.47 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 37.88, down 30 points, down 8 tenths percent. eBay is at 41.84, down 83 points, or 83 cents, down almost 2%. We are almost in that overbought range from the oversold range from earlier. It's making a dramatic bounce here. With only 13 minutes, excuse me, with only 13 minutes left in the trading day, has been quite, quite the entertainment. I was looking at them, some 370 puts that were going for like 30 something dollars and I almost got them. And then it immediately dropped and I would have made money, but then it bounced right back and I would have lost money. So now we're probably gonna get in here as soon as this thing starts to get into the overbought zone. With 12 minutes left in the trading day, what's gonna happen? They're buying it back, they're in a frenzy they are in a frenzy, a buying frenzy, panic buying. We've got it, 3.48 p.m. market time on Thursday, June 30th, 2022. We are absolutely seeing some panic buying. 3.50 p.m., 10 minutes left. We're still waiting, waiting for the right moment, jump out at the right moment, and I think we're gonna get it. Well, it looks like we missed our good spot. It looks like we missed it, so that's how it goes, oh well. With uh, only five minutes left in the regular trading hours, we missed our opportunity and knocked. We failed to answer. That's how it goes. We'll just save it for tomorrow. Save it for the morning, boys. All right, the error is still on. It is 4 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 today, the last trade of the day, 37.8603, according to my data. Options trading is still happening, though, for SPY options. Got today's close being 37, 377.25 for SPY, the ETF of the S&P 500. The last four minutes of today's close was quite exciting. Green candle all the way up, trying to catch people at the last minute. I got 
368 puts that expire tomorrow for $25. We're down four points on those, $4 on those. This is the Playing Beer Podcast. All right, with about five minutes left of SPY options trading for the day for Thursday, June 30th, 2022, S&P 500 today closed at 37.85.38. That's the last trade of the day that I have. My data down 33 points and 45 cents, down nine tenths of a percent. eBay today closed at 41.50, down one and 17 cents, down two and three quarters percent. That shouldn't be a surprise to the majority of you, experienced traders, traders alike. That's because eBay's stealing from their customers. Buyers and sellers both. eBay's not a, a trustworthy company, it's a dishonest company, and it's going to zero. Now, why did I buy more puts at the close? At the very, very last minute, why did I buy more puts? Well, I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot lately. But I bought puts because of today's behavior, because of the market's behavior today. Um, I've noticed throughout my experience and years of trading and uh, losses and wins, etc. I've noticed something as far as market behavior that when you have a day like today where it drops down and they buy it all back and it's so painful if you hold puts for the entire day and expire today and you lost money, it's so painful. It's so excruciatingly painful that if they expired today, you didn't buy extra time, they expired today, you lost money, you were up this morning, now you're down. You just didn't buy enough time. And so it's gonna be even more painful tomorrow to realize that if you would've just bought an extra day, you would've been just fine, but you didn't. And that's something I notice with spy options and day trading is it can be so painful. And when you recognize how painful it is for others, when you're able to recognize the drop today and then just buying it back for the entire day only to let it sink at the end, the last hour. That's painful. That sucks. And you have a bunch of people buying calls throughout the entirety of the day today. So they get ripped off tomorrow. You didn't buy enough time. You got ripped off today. It's going to be even more painful tomorrow. Everyone's convinced it's going up. It's Friday. Whatever. It's July 1st. And there's a lot of big changes happening on July 1st. This is, in fact, a bear market. And... You, you, can, you can get some pretty wicked bounces and mean bounces if you time them right, if you, if you get it right. But like being downtown and going downtown and experiencing just interacting with people and getting people's ideas and opinions about just life. It's kind of it's kind of interesting because I think you start to understand a little bit better, like this bear market and what it is and it's people ripping each other off it's it's mistrust it's distrust it's like people befriending others to to steal their stuff really and when you see like behavior like ebay has done over the past probably year or so like if if corporate greed is that extreme to where they're, they're ripping off innocent people and innocent sellers then you just kind of have to wonder, like, what else are they doing? What other dishonest practices are there that are happening just in front of everybody, in front of everybody's face? If I'm seeing it face to face in downtown Salt Lake City, dishonesty, corruption, greed, uh, deception, and then I see it in the market today and it's extra painful for everybody, like, if you're holding puts, it was extra painful. Like that sucks, especially if they expired today. Like that sucks because you timed it out right. Everything was good, except well, it just wasn't. It just didn't work out. They bought it all back and they let it drop again. That's tough, man. It is now officially 4.15 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 today closed at 37.85.38, down 9 tenths percent. I'm up about 22% on those 
368 puts that I bought at the last minute. We're up 550 on those. This is the Blaine's Air Podcast. So here we are. After all the melee, we're up in our position, our 368 puts. Expire tomorrow. We bought them for, I don't know, 25, 30 right now. At the close, at least, at the end of spy options trading. I mean, it's a pretty decent day. We called it pretty well. I think I'm starting to get it back. I would say it, I hope, I hope it's not too little too late. Um, it does feel a little bit sad in the world right now. Just the uh, feeling in the air, it doesn't feel right. It feels like something is off. It feels like everything is starting to fail and no one is admitting it. No one wants to admit failure. I think for me, it's gonna be eBay. For me, it's going, eBay is going to be the, the thing that I get to say, I told you so, I was the first one, you know, that brought it to, to like the forefront and just did not stop talking about it. I know that there's people making YouTube videos. I know those videos are getting hidden and, or not hidden necessarily, but um, you can buy which videos will be at the top. Uh, you can promote your videos. So if you have a bunch of fake people spreading a bunch of fake stuff, you can promote it to, to where it's at the top in order to take eyes and ears off of the, the, the ones below that, the ones that can't afford to, to pay for those promotions. And for me, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's of course it's personal, of course it's, it's, I think it's serious. There's so many users whose data, financial data, personal information is, is compromised by using eBay. But more than that, it's having the confidence and the ability to stand up for what you believe in, to, to speak out against what you think is wrong. I might be the first person that you've seen on LinkedIn or that you've seen on Twitter or that you, the, whose podcast just does not stop complaining about eBay. But eventually, it will be the norm. Eventually, it will turn into like, oh, that's what, that's what he was going on about. Like, that's why he was making such a big deal about it. This was affecting individual lives. This was affecting individual people, buyers and sellers alike, not just one or the other. eBay is stealing money from both, and I think eBay's behind it. I think eBay is stealing from the buyers, pretending to be the seller or what have you. I have no clue, but it's wrong. And I'll, I'll keep repeating it until it like, until it gets recognized, until it gets exposed. I think right now we're starting to, it's starting at least the world's, like where we're at as far as history goes. Historically, where we're at right now, I think everyone's sentiment is getting similar. Everyone's starting to realize like, this isn't working. This whole system's not working anymore. It failed 14 years ago and it's failing again. We tried to force it to work 14 years ago. We tried to make it work. We bailed out the big companies, the big corporations. We bailed them all out. That was the wrong thing to do. This time around, they bailed out mostly, mostly. They did an okay job of bailing out the citizen, the individual, and it's still not working. Um, they're, they're tightening it up because of inflation. and It's a mess, man, and it doesn't look like it's working. It doesn't look like it's gonna work. And that that's sad because you have people like myself who are much older than you know, high school and just co recent college grads in the early 20s. They still have more time to figure things out for themselves and to find what works for them in their life and through their misfortunes. There's people older than I am, there's people my age and close to my age, who have been believing and accepting this idea 
once you get an education and once you do this and once you jump through all the hoops and once you just continue to believe what we say and, and put your hard-earned money into it, then that's when you'll, that's when your ship comes in. That's when you get to spread your wings and fly. Like that's when you get your chance. You just have to do all this stuff first. If it turns out that you figure everything out, you get everything accomplished, you finish all the tasks that we've outlined for you, for the, your promise of success. If it, if it happens to be the wrong time, shit, you know, we're sorry. We, uh, we thought it'd work out. And it worked out for everybody else before you. It just turns out that bad timing. Yeah, you got everything completed pretty much, pretty much when you needed to. It's too bad eBay stole that money like right there at the end because that kind of messed things up. They made things a little bit more difficult for you. We do realize, we understand. And who gets penalized? Who has to deal with the repercussions, the ramifications? the credit reports and security deposits and rent, late fees, reconnect fees. It's the user, it's the individual, it's not the corporation that caused it. It's not the greed, no, it's not the greed from the top, it's not corporate greed. They keep going on. Paul Pressler, chair of the board, eBay's chair of the board, Paul Pressler, he gets to go through life, sleeping, comfortable bed, comfortable like car, car payments, cars paid off, corporate freaking credit card, lying to investors, getting everybody's money. When the reality is, is people, individuals like me, right there, right, ready to go, we're ready to go. Let's get out of here. Let's go off to bigger and better things, nope. Not so fast. eBay jacked your money. Yeah, eBay's keeping it safe for you. You can't get it. Sure, you might have sold, yeah, deliberately sold items to get paid for money, to pay rent, pay for the car. That's, eh, we'll hold it safe. That, it, your money's not safe paying for rent, paying, paying for place to live. Like, what a crock of shit, you know? We signed the user agreement 60 days. We can hold your payment for 60 days for no reason. Like, according to your website, it says get paid in two or three days. That's what, that's what it says. So I don't know what you guys are talking about with the user agreement, but according to your website, it says two or three days before the funds get transferred after payment. Oh, that's only if your funds aren't on hold. And why are they on hold again? You can't tell me why? Perfect. Well, I guess I'll just not have to do anything about that then, huh? You can't tell me why? Well, shit. Little asterisk. Get paid in two to three days. We'll transfer the money as soon as you receive payment. As long as we don't put your funds on hold. So, well, what happens if my funds are on hold then? Well, we can't tell you. Well, this is shit. Who would sign up for this? Why would anyone invest in this company? Why would anyone use this company? Manage payouts, like, this is bullshit. And yet everyone still just, here we are, just another day, another wild day in the markets. It's, I thought it was going up. I thought we were at the summertime grind up. I thought we were overdue. We reached the bottom, that's what I thought. It's like, no way, no way. There are people failing, there are companies failing, there's corporations failing, there's crooked ass people at the top who cannot admit failure. I think that's the biggest problem here. And that's the truth. The honest truth is those in charge, those in positions of power, they can't admit truth. They can't admit their failure. They can't admit it. They can't be truthful with their investors. They can't be truthful with their family, with their company, the people at home. 
They have to keep trying to do whatever they can to not fail. After it's clearly, it's, it's, it's failed. It has failed here. It's failed. And this facade, this facade is gone on quite long enough. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Blink Bear Podcast for your June 30th, Thursday, June 30th at 7, 17 p.m. market time. Extended trading hours are open for another 40, mm, what, three minutes, 43 minutes? And then from there, it's only futures trading alone. Futures right now are 37.78 for the E-mini S&P 500 September 2022 contracts. That's down three-tenths of a percent from the close today. What do you think that is? I think what we have here, I think what we have here, for my listeners at home, tuning in at home, all my fans at home, we have something today, this morning, I think the whole buy the dip thing that happened this morning, I think it's because everyone got caught off guard. I think they weren't expecting a drop, or I don't think they're expecting all the selling to happen. But it happened, so they bought it all back to make sure that they could rip everybody off some more. That behavior, today's behavior, let me tell you, when it comes to trading, when it comes to market analysis, when it comes to the S&P 500, something I've studied for a few years now, a few years now, I think this is not so planned. This is not expected. Usually the market is very orchestrated. It's very, very telegraphed and very easy to understand if you are in the know, if you're privy to the information. If you're not, then it's a different story. But if you're privy to it, if you believe, if you've been told that the market is going to do this, if you expect it to happen and then it does not happen, What do we do from here? Well, in yesterday's podcast about trading, I talked about unpredictability, geopolitical issues and unpredictability. I said this market is hard to read. It's going to be hard to predict. It's going to be hard to execute because of the unpredictable nature of geopolitical situations here. Now, I'm just barely getting abreast of political issues, political things, political topics. Without seeing a speaker elbowing children off of the stage, and those children are on that stage to participate in a photo because their mother is the whole reason why everyone is there. And to be that disconnected, it takes a different level of disconnection You are not an experienced, you are no longer an experienced politician when you're doing that type of shit. You're not. You're disconnected. You don't get it. You're gone. You need to think of something else to do in life, like retire, like go home. Like go home. Because that, all of your preparations, all the photo ops, everything that you could have hope to achieve during while elbowing some child off of the stage and not just some child it's the child of the the whole reason why you're there like that shit man it, it exposes the corruption and dishonesty the disconnection of the individuals the, the feelings of others the lives of others the individual lives of others I think that's what we're kind of experiencing here in the market. Same thing. Like, you can argue with me all day long. All day. I I probably won't argue back, but you can try to argue about it all day long. DC, the fat cats in DC are connected to the market. The market and DC work in tandem sometimes. Not always, not completely reliant on the other. But most of the time, most of the time, the majority of the time, DC and Wall Street have a very close connection, very close ties. So when I'm trying to keep abreast of politics, 
and I'm seeing people that are exhausted from riding bikes and they're about, you know, jump off their bike. Hey, President of the United States, how is your bike ride? And it's like, ah, uh, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and then you fall over. Uh, dude, I know the feeling, man. I feel old myself, dude. I feel worn out. I, f I feel worn down. I feel exhausted. I feel old. I've been to a lot of events. I've been to a lot of fundraisers, excuse me, dinners and such. It's like, I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty tired myself. And I can relate, right? Hey, you're tired, I'm tired, we're all freaking tired. I do the same thing, man. If it was me on a bike and I just got done riding however far, even if it was like a mile, I'd be like, dude, this is not as easy as it used to be. Hey, you want, some, want me to answer some questions? Yeah, I'm the president of the United States and I just rode a mile and a half on this bike. I'm gonna fall over. I feel lightheaded. I can't get it to, I'm gonna freaking pass out right here and fall over and on camera. Hey everyone, it is 7.24 p.m. market time on Thursday. June 30th, the S&P 500 futures contracts for September 2022, 37.78.50, down 11 points, down three-tenths of a percent. I think we're about to see some drippity-droppity. What do you guys think? Comment in the like and subscription. Unlike and subdue in the comments below. Gosh, in the future, like and subscribe is going to be the dumbest thing. I'm going to make fun of it all and just mock it constantly. Like and, like and subscribe. And we're begging you. You have to like and it helps the channel. You have to help the channel. Like and subscribe. You have to. If you don't, the content, you won't get this case. It really helps the YouTube algorithms. You know, video might have killed the radio star. But podcasting took it back. And podcasting vaporized the video star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like we've got that last 30 minutes of market trading extended hours. The S&P 500 for September 22 contracts is at 37.81, down almost a quarter percent. And we're going up, it looks like, but I, hold on, hold on there, listeners tuning in at home. We might be down eight points right now at 7.26 p.m. market time. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Yeah, sure. It might look like they're buying, but I can assure you, I can promise you that they're not. And how do I know? Boots on the ground. It's my own anecdotal evidence, my own investigative work. I did a little detective work. Now, when it comes to striking when the iron is hot, I've said it multiple times, especially regarding futures. When it pushes up like this right now, at this moment, 7.27 p.m. market time, Thursday, June 30th, 37.83 down, six points down, like almost, almost two tenths percent. What you have happening here is like a last ditch effort to push people out of their positions, to push people out of their spy options if they're if they have puts or if they're in like um i forget the triple leveraged triple leveraged are, it's almost the same as options really um but i forget what they are is it spxs i don't know i don't remember it's been a long time since i've played those but you have phases with technology you have phases in life I think, yeah, video might have killed the radio star, sure. But, like, stealing and thievery and dishonesty killed the video star in the end. Uh, corporate greed, eBay. Like, the chair of the board, Paul Pressler. Like, those are the types of people that killed video and made it impossible to afford it. Unless you want to watch a bunch of commercials on YouTube all day, which I hate hate 
YouTube videos with commercials. So that's why I have a, a YouTube premium subscription, but that's probably gonna come to an end considering I have no money. Hey, hey, unless I make it big, unless I hit it big again here. Now let's not count our chickens, chickens before they hatch just yet. I had two good days in a row. You wanna know? Full disclosure, you wanna know? All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you, I'll be totally truthfully honest here. I sold one of my prized possessions, a microscope, a professional microscope, just what, two days ago? For $400. Sure, it might be worth almost double than that, hey, whatever. And it was all cash. So we ran to the 7-Eleven yesterday morning and we deposited some cash on our cash app card. We did an instant transfer, which happens to work with our debit card linked to our brokerage firm. From there, we used $150. I mean, I can look at the transfer. I think it was less than 150. It must have been 125-ish, ish. I think it was 125. But I transferred $125 to my trading account. I said, all right, if you can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Got behind the reins, bought some calls, made like $8, only $8. And then got on the other side with puts and made another like $22 for a total of $30. So $125, all of a sudden, now we got 155. Slept on it, woke up today. Oh, what do we have here? Bought some puts. We got one more day trade left for the week before we can transfer this money to our other brokerage account. Let's see if we can make some money. Bought some puts today. What, what, what 374? 374 puts, I think. Well, we bought them for 137. They went all the way down to like 50 something or something ridiculous. Ridiculous. Whole held tight. Did what we needed to do. Executed appropriately. Executed accordingly. From there, we made about $54, 53. We'll just say $53. So with $125, we turned that into however much, 83, 80? Turn that into 80 bucks. So we have $205. I don't know what the percentage is, go figure it out. 50% of 125 is what, 65, 62.50? All right, well, I made over 50%, so there you go. If you listen to previous episodes where I talk about trading, especially, uh, I think it was last week's, uh, I think it was exactly a week from today. I was kind of pissed. I was kind of ticked. I said, hey, if you're a money manager, here, you want to see some talent? You want to see what it takes? You want to have someone not lose you money? Talked about high-performance teams and shit like that. Well, it's just irritating to me because, like, this all stems from eBay's dishonesty, from eBay's thievery, right? And look at eBay's stock price. This is what it all stems from, is their desperation. And so they started stealing from people. I couldn't land this, I couldn't get it right because I had money taken from me that was owed to me, that I expected. And now I'm pretty much planning to become homeless, to live on the street because of this shit, because of what eBay pulled. And, and who gets to pay for it? Who, who's penalized for, for all this nonsense? I am. Who's late fees and who whatever else? I am, those are mine. I did this, even though I didn't. I took steps to avoid this from happening. I was trying to sell things on some unsafe marketplace, some online e-commerce platform that stole my money, kept it safe for me for what, two months, three months? Hey, you signed the user agreement. Hey, 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 you signed the user agreement. That type of shit. That type of shit will get you a bloody nose and a black eye downtown pretty quick, real quick. That type of shit will get you an elbow to the face multiple times.
Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this Bling Glare podcast for your Thursday, June 30th, 7.35 p.m. market time. The S&P E-mini S&P 500 September 22 contracts right now are down 6.5 points at 37.83, down almost 2 tenths percent. Looks like we have some buyers on the line. You know, even myself, I was guilty just, what, 12 years ago? When, remember that? It's like 10 years ago. We'll just say 10 years ago. When Occupy Wall Street was a thing, it was like Occupy Wall Street. I remember telling my brother on, on speakerphone with multiple people on, on the phone, not just my brother, my brother's friends and stuff, and I was like, hey, if these people would just spend some time and go out and get a job and start looking for work and do things like that, it wasn't the people in Wall Street that stole their money and et cetera, et cetera. You know, only to find that 10 years later, the same behavior happens, the same thing happens, the same gambling addictions, doubling down and money managers and credit suites and cocaine. No, no, I'm not attacking drug use or drug abuse or drug addicts at all. I'm, all I'm doing is attacking and highlighting <laughs> the hypocrisy of things, how hypocritical it is for like drug tests to get a job, like drug tests to become a like to bag groceries, background checks, all this bullshit. You know, we, we reviewed your, you have an impressive resume and we know that there's many other companies you could apply to to highlight your talents, to exhibit all of your skills, your strengths. But at this time, we've decided to not review your resume or application any further. But you have, hey, Credit Suisse, go, go ahead and get some stuff worked out for uh, some cocaine shipments, if you don't mind. Like, who cares? Who cares, right? No, ordinarily, that's what I'd say, but if it wasn't so one-sided, then I, it's like I have to bring it up. I have to point it out. Who cares if eBay stole your money? Who cares one individual? So what? One life ruined. Everyone's plan B's going off the shelves anyways. It, one life, so what? Who cares? One accident, one mistake. One act of carelessness, one night stand. It's not my life, I don't, not my money, I do not care. It's not my future. What do I care? I got my retirement, I got my 401k. Yeah, but at what expense though? At what cost? Really? Like, what good is all that money in your account, all your retirement account? Oh, you've amassed all this wealth. Look how wealthy you are. Fantastic. Look at this fancy car. Wow. My car payment is $600 a month. I, I could house an individual for this much money. I could house an entire family for this much. For $600 a month? Oh, yeah. I could take care of an entire family of like two or three. But instead, I'd rather just have my car. So everyone else can be, oh, look at that. Expensive repairs for that car. Expensive car like that must have some pretty expensive repairs. Like, what an atrocious system. What a sick system. Buildings, abandoned buildings, abandoned hotels. Oh, let's spend a bunch of money to renovate them. 
so we can profit off them again. Like, why not just house a bunch of people? Or why not just take care of families or individuals? Or why not donate some more money? Why do you have to drive an expensive car anyway? Just to show everyone, just to display to everyone else of how wealthy you are, of how well you've do done in life, how smart you are financially, how good your stocks have done your retirement, your 401k. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody cares about that shit. Nobody cares about that shit. I'm serious. Your expensive cars mean shit. All they are is more expensive repair work. And your stupid eBay stock. Some robbing from people. Holding money. Hostage. For what? Just to lose more money? To have it sink lower? Day after day? Another 2%? Another 3%? 1.5%? Well, 100 days is about all you have. And what good is your retirement? What, what good is all of it? Your house, all the wealth that you've amassed, what good is it? When all your legacy is is just extra money that you couldn't spend to pass on after you die. Instead of helping others, instead of helping individuals right now. And changing the lives of others, helping them improve their lives. And giving them a chance, for shit's sakes. We're pretty much at a crossroads here. And I'm pretty sure I know which direction we're headed. It's down. We're going down. This is not good. Everything I've encountered just anecdotally on my own, on foot, downtown, Salt Lake City, it's not good. It's not promising. It does not look good. There's greed and there's people out there. There's billable hours. There's lawyers that go straight to hell who do not care and they will ruin your life and your future for billable hours. There's companies like eBay who will ruin your individual life, your livelihood, so that they can hold on to your payment to make their earnings, their, their earnings call, artificially inflate their freaking stock price. It was 55 in April. How, how much has it gone? 30% in the last month eBay has? Any, any clues as to why that might be? Any ideas as to what, what's causing their stock price to just completely deflate and go down? Paul Pressler looking at you? Anyone? Chair of the board, Paul Pressler, anyone? Fucking lies? Huh? I wrote Pressler a letter on May 5th outlining exactly what happened to me and that I was missing something very important to me that day, that very same day. That level of disregard for human life, don't talk to me about Roe v. Wade or anything else, none of that. Real lives that are alive right now in the real world, taking away everything so that their stupid stock price could sink over 10% on May 5th. Well, just go to college and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education. And that way, once you graduate, all the doors of opportunity will just open forth and all you can afford all the expensive cars and withhold all of your money from all the people who really need it. We'll just retire with our homes that we bought as we're postal workers. We got a post office right out of high school. And we're able to afford a house and a boat and a family. And no education for us, but yeah, we're retired. Why don't you just go get a job when all they had to do back then was walk over to the grocery store and ask Mr. Ulysses for a freaking job? That's it. Now to get a job. Hey, what's your LinkedIn profile? Oh, he... Are you spreading lies about eBay? Are you trying to tell the truth about eBay? Don't use eBay, it's not safe. Well, you would put that on your LinkedIn profile? What the hell? Yeah, long before anyone else recognized it, apparently. I'm trying to go out of my way and put my name on the line just to protect others. The way it's supposed to be, the way it should have been. And it's not like that anymore.
for some reason, the greed has gotten out of control and it's got the better, the better part of good people. And it's turned them into money changes people, man. Money does. And when you have it and others don't and, and you can kick others down, make sure billable hours, lawyers go straight to hell. You can't, you're not good enough for this position. You can't, we're, look, we're hiring, but we're not hiring you right now, okay? We don't tow junk cars. Ogden auto towing. That type of shit. That's the type of shit that's going on, man. It's rampant in Wall Street right now. It's gonna backfire. Everyone's gonna find out the hard way. What can you do? What should, what should you do? Well, for starters, don't use eBay. Don't invest in eBay. eBay is the worst investment any experienced investor would ever make. So don't do that. And really, what you can do, what you should do, what I do, if you're downtown, if you're in your car, and you see someone with a cardboard sign that says, please help, help them. Give them money. Give them extra do what you can to help them because there's no difference that sooner or later people are going to catch on here probably sooner right around the corner this is not good it's not with 10 minutes left in extended hours trading we have the S&P 500 September 22 futures contracts at 37.87 down, only two points down less than one-tenth percent. It's almost as if I'm propping it up right here at the very end, only to drop it. I guess we'll find out. You're trading futures. Hey, up, 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 right? If you have extra, give it to others. If you're struggling, I hope it gets better. You know, keep trying. I hope it gets better. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are cool. It's good luck to you.